Welcome to PST, Podcast for Surviving Teachers, where we, Mackenzie, Abby, Amelia, Michael, and Talia, break down contemporary teaching issues and create innovative suggestions for early career teachers to overcome. We recognise this is being recorded on Ghana land and pay respect to their connection to culture and acknowledge their sovereignty of country yesterday, today, and forever. Cause I got issues. School's gotten too. Let's think about them all, and that's just what we do. Brainstorm solutions of all our problems. Cause we got the kind of love that takes us over. Yeah, I got issues. Listen up, surviving teachers. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast for Surviving Teachers. My name's Talia and a highlight of my past week was Halloween. Got to go to a Halloween party and get all dressed up and head out to town, which was super duper fun, as well as complete like four assignments. What about you, Ken? Uh, my name's Mackenzie. My highlight was probably going to the Tame Impala concert, which was amazing. Mm. Hi, I'm Amelia. So my highlight was probably going to the Dumpling Festival in the city. Ooh, yum. Um, my name's Abby. Highlight of the week, like Talia, was I got to go to a Halloween party. It was actually really cool. It was a house party and they did a haunted house as well. So we were constantly cool. getting scared. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Michael, what about you? Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's me, Michael. Um, I did not go to a Halloween party. <laughs> out of that. But um, half of my subjects for uni are done. That's yeah. all yesterday. Yay. So, Amazing. Um, glad everyone has had a pretty eventful week. Um, this week we'll be focusing on looking at assessments and sort of specifically looking at what the group discussed today, which was NAPLAN. Dun, dun, dun. Um, NAPLAN is a super divisive, um, I guess, standardised testing that has been a part of Australia since 2008, which was quite shocking to me. I thought it had literally been around for ages. Um, and it's sort of a standardised testing that tests students in year three, five, seven and nine on their reading, literacy and numeracy skills. And it takes across like a week um, and students complete. I know it used to be paper back in our old days, but now I think it's definitely progressed to being on computers and using technology. So sort of today we're just discussing at looking at like the benefits, disadvantages, our own personal views on that plan, and then as pre-service teachers looking towards the future and our careers and how we'll come across NAPLAN. So to start off with, what are some benefits of NAPLAN? I know it's kind of hard because I have really strong views about it, but um, I think it's really important to discuss the benefits because it is a standardised test and it allows, I know, I guess, Australia to see how their students are sort of travelling with NAPLAN um, and their results. Michael, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. I think it does come down to accountability as a big pro for NAPLAN because, you know, our government does want to say that they're taking responsibility for the learning of the students and focusing on literacy and reading and writing uh, and the numeracy aspects as well. And being able to have that standardized test, they can tell the world and they can they can tell everyone in the country that, you know, we're doing our job, like we are helping people learn um, basic skills. And so that's a big pro is that it can, it's like an evidence for the government that they're accountable. Exactly right. They're actually like, 
I guess, inserting themselves in the classroom and actually sort of just being aware of what's going on and what's being taught for students across those years? Because I guess they're quite pivotal years. Mm -hmm. Um, Year three is sort of, I guess, when schooling gets a bit more serious. And as you progress up to year nine, you're in that middle school year. Um, Being in high school, you start thinking about the future and stuff. So I guess it's really um, interesting, I guess, the year levels that they do choose. Um, I think what important Abby brought up in our discussion was about like standardised testing and how it prepares sort of for future for exams. Yeah, um, so because our Australian government has also kind of chosen that through the Australian curriculum that um, most uh, subjects will be tested through an exam in like year 11 and 12, that if we're starting that in that early kind of year three, five, seven kind of year levels, it does get them used to sitting in silence um doing that kind of like two hour testing window um obviously if that changed um and i know that a lot of your SACE is kind of opening up to flexible options then maybe we should start to think of more flexible mm. options in that plan as yeah. well um but for now it does um kind of welcome that style of teaching into the classroom i think it's a really great segue as well into like the disadvantages i think as an australian curriculum and one of our like um peers brought up today is NAP plan and the Australian curriculum seem like they're sort of like drifting away. Mm-hmm. I think like we're talking about how change and safe subjects now, it's not just exams anymore. It's very yeah. much more practical. It's looking at the progression of students, how they're like improving their grades, how they're like better bettering themselves and I guess reflecting on their own performance mm-hmm. yeah. instead of just like this one day where they have to perform really well. That's happening with a lot of things as well. Like, we're kind of just changing with the times. Like, for example, literally just doing the NAPLAN online instead of on paper is an example of that. Like, Mm -hmm. so maybe, I don't know, maybe in the future the government will start thinking about doing something else instead of the NAPLAN um, because it obviously puts a lot of stress and anxiety on the students. But, yeah. Yeah, going on from what Mackenzie's saying with doing it online, though, we learned today that this year is the first year they've added in a moderation thing for it online. So if a student's writing an answer and the answer is probably not quite right they'll get easier questions and then if they're doing better they'll get harder questions which is probably good because then they'll have a better like sense of self-efficacy but then on the downside that is well then is it really standardized Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true actually because yeah students I guess like I love the idea like the differentiating for students Mm. because I know like because it's standardized it's only really testing one type of student it's really only looking at mm. those skills that they are considered really high importance and by altering it, it's like oh cool so these kids actually still get to you know see achievement in themselves but yeah. then it's like then it goes again I don't know it's really hard yeah. it's a really iffy line I think mm. I wish there was a better way of testing kids for standardized testing because yeah. I just think yeah. I don't know I just feel like I know what it was like the pressure I was really lucky my parents didn't put a lot of pressure on that plan but I know like for other kids and like parents would put a, like a lot of pressure on them mm. when realistically it's not a, like a true reflection of students it's of their it's performance not, no. it's like what's been told like what are the schools doing what are the resources how are the teachers teaching the content yeah. um and sort of looking at that and so I think that goes to like my like personal view I just think in 2022 and I just think there should be a better way of looking at it and mm-hmm. um yeah. What about you, Michael? What do you think? Yeah, I like what you're saying about this better way, and I don't have the solution, but I had some thoughts that, you know, what if we worked from the ground up instead of from, like, the government level down? Mm. Like, I know moderation is a huge issue with what I'm about to suggest, but, you know, what if we presented um, the learning that's happening actually in class as the achievement level, and then that just gets reported? Yeah. Not like oh, we nationally have to take this standardised test, it's 
most of us, or hopefully all of us, are you know achieving at this level, and this is just us reporting what we've done instead of having to do like a national test. If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's like yeah beneficial for teachers. I think because I think I I know it becomes the teacher's performance. So it's like, I don't want that anxiety around like my own teaching to be like, oh my God, like I have to assure my students are achieving a certain way because I don't want it to reflect badly on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like I look at the NAP plan, I'm like, well, that's different to what my pedagogy is as a teacher about like just, because t- I think with the NAP plan, you're teaching for a test mm-hmm. and you're teaching for kids to memorise and do that rope learning and then just never refer to it again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it really disadvantages kids. It's like we learn, you know, they like, you know, memorise for so long and just sort of stop. And then we go back to the normal schooling. Yeah. And it's like, well, then how? what's that teaching kids? Yeah. I like the idea of reporting as well, Michael, because um, the NAPLAN is so, like, categorised in grammar and literacy and it's categorised in that English and maths and that none of those skills are used in any of the topics, mm. yet all of those skills are easily transferable and yeah. students don't realise that and they're compartmentalising their learning into whatever supposedly that subject is so true and that's when they start having negative you know connotations around maths and um maths in particular Mm. and literacy as well and not wanting to do um any of it because they think it's not transferable to the real world when actually it is why aren't we teaching that i think that's we'll look at like our last sort of point is the future like how we as teachers i know mackenzie michael and i are all going to be teaching maths in the future and we all know there's a lot of negative connotation towards maths students have these feelings already about maths before they even enter in the classroom and doing the snap plan where they're sort of having questions that go from just addition to you know these full-on worded questions mm-hmm. especially in year nine when students I guess are starting to realize what subjects they really enjoy and what they don't and it's like well then they're just not going to apply themselves further if they know it's going to be really difficult for them mm-hmm. um and with Amelia is really interesting as well because yeah, yeah, different t- topics. Yeah, so I actually don't do any NAPLAN topics because I have nutrition and science. And science is also kind of one of our big main topics anyway, but mm. we don't do any NAPLAN things regarding it. But I was just going to say, like, with what you were saying before, with the year nines, the results have just come out from this year's NAPLAN. And the year nines, just, like, I think it's the maths boys, yeah. they just, like, drop off. Mm. Because, like you said, they probably have lost interest. They're probably going, well, I don't want to do this next year anyway, mm. so what's the point? I think it goes back to, like, how relevant is the maths being taught presented in that plan? Like, if it's, like, these, you know, big examples where they're just sort of, you know, word questions or just quick, you know, little, like, uh, like just, like, additional multiplication, there's, like, oh, no relevance because, like, oh, how am I going to be using this in my life, especially if they want to go on to maybe do a trade or looking at, you know, different careers. It's just sort of, like, for right now, it's, like, these maths and then we're just not going to look at it again. And mm. I think it's what's important with maths and I know as a, like a teacher, like I want it to make it as relevant as possible for my students because that's how we engage the most mm. from them. And like looking at assessments, I think hopefully in the next few years, I'd love to see maths become a bit more of a practical subject instead of just yeah. this testing and exams, like actually doing assessments where kids are actually applying it yeah. and not just memorising for the sake of that yeah. assessment. I know my um, younger brother, who's in year three, was we were having a conversation the other day he was trying to tell me that maths isn't relevant to the real world at all (laughs) and me being the maths teacher I am I was like well give me an example and he was like okay how far away is um the shops and I said what do you think we use Mm. to do that we measure time or we measure distance and he just had like the most shocked look on his face (laughs) and then everything he was telling me after that I was just like that's maths and I was explaining why it is so I actually have no idea Mm. how relevant it is and if we start moving our standardised testing and our NAP plan towards being a bit more relevant to the real life, I think 
it'll definitely relieve some of that stress um, as well as make it, you know, not so, I don't know, make them not so pressured to actually do well. Like they're just actually learning. It's all just a part of the whole learning experience. So, yeah. And what about you, Abby? Because you'll be teaching English and history in the future. English is interesting because, like, you should have given, like, a time, like, oh, I'm going to write, like, an essay or a, like, discussion piece. Mm. And you just given a topic right there and then with no real preparation. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where people don't understand how the, where creativity lies in English mm. and history. And that's, again, that boxing the students into that grammar and punctuation, which is such a tiny part of English. Mm. Like, really, um, history in English is based on opinions and ideas and people collaboratively discussing what they think on different texts and different um, times of, like, events. Um, yet they're putting, like, this boring twist on it. And, again, it's that week of the year that I'm going to lose of my teaching and they're going to get yeah. completely lack of motivation and then I'm going to have to kind of bring them back into the topic that we exactly. were already discussing. Yeah. Right. It's just, like, really awkward thing. It's, like, mm. for two weeks, like, let's just focus on that plan and yeah. then, all right, let's get back to what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, forget about that. <laughs> so I guess to summarise, the NAP plan is just a very divisive and a super yeah. opinionated topic. And I just think for right now... It's still going to be around, um, and I guess for our beginning teacher careers, but I hopefully I'd love to see some change Definitely. in the next sort of yep. years to come about how we can benefit our students better instead of just this standardised testing. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.